Thank you for coming on the show too fast. Yeah, no problem. And you were you were so uh, quick to respond. Sometimes I have to send messages to people like two or three times, or I just won't get an answer at all. Um, but you actually responded, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, no problem. Now, I will say that um, Danger Taco was recently on the show, and I kind of led with this in the DM. Uh, he said that, oh my gosh, my cam just, my webcam just freaked out big time. I don't know if you have my stream up, but it just went crazy. Well, in the, in the one uh, in Discord also freaked out as well. Um, shoot, give me a second. I'm going to see if I can fix this real quick. Yeah, no problem. It shows it's up in Discord. You can see the one in Discord? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. The one, it's, it's not showing for me. Well, this is this this just makes me grumpy. Uh, but as I was saying, Danger Taco said that you are known as one of the most pleasant people in Rocket League. <laughs> of course, he'd say that. You you feel otherwise, or what? Have have you heard that yourself before? I think people do because I'm usually uh, not one to flame back if I have people get a little upset with me and ranked. Usually other people, I think, go off. And I think because I refrain a little bit, people usually assume that I'm just really nice or friendly. But I don't like saying that myself. But that's what people say. So that's just because you refrain from because you're not toxic, you're pleasant. Or nice. In a sense. That's one way of wording it. I mean, that's that goes a long way, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So as I am trying to fix my webcam, go ahead and tell me. I like starting off the podcast, especially since we've never talked at all. We don't really have any experience of each other at all. How did you find the game? What's your experience been like with the game? Um like where where you are now with the game, just kind of give me your whole backstory. Yeah, so um, always been a huge gamer since I was ever since I could remember. Uh, grew up playing soccer mostly. Um, played it for a strong ten years. Uh, played traveler like I guess competitive when I was younger. Um, always enjoyed racing games too. Uh, although I played a lot of first person shooters, things like that, but I really enjoyed racing games. So. In 2015, whenever I heard about the release of Rocket League, I was super interested because it was a combination of the two. I stopped playing soccer, but I still, of course, enjoyed it. And so whenever I heard about Rocket League, I was instantly hooked, fell in love with the game. Uh, I wasn't ever a competitive player before. I just played games casual, or I played casually, but I just played a lot. And Rocket League, I, I just played a ton off the bat, was super addicted. Eventually, it hit a point where over the first several months, I was like, hey, I'm kind of getting, you know, kind of decent at this. Like maybe, you know, I keep playing and see where it goes. And over the next couple of years, kind of found my way being higher and higher rank, getting closer to Grand Champ. And then uh, 2017 started entering in like some weekly tournaments with friends and people I met and ranked and then started kind of working my own way into the competitive scene uh, through 2018. And then uh 
all through this entire time uh, I've been in college, I started college in 2015. And so I transferred, I was transferring to university of North Texas, heard that they had a really good CRL team, uh, tried out for them and made the team, uh, fall 2019. And then I started playing in collegiate rocket league from there. So when you say that, like you're playing the game and you think to yourself, Oh, I'm kind of getting good at this game. Like what was your rank? What were you doing? Like, where were you at kind of in that whole time? The ranks were different back then. So I think, uh, cause I played even before like the very first season one was a thing. It was actually called preseason, like a few weeks after the game came out. I started then cause I got the game early August, 2015 and the game came out early July, 2015. So, um, at the time it was, uh, like in season one, there was bronze one, two, three, silver, one, two, three, gold, one, two, three, and then platinum and platinum was top hundred. And so, I was gold three, I think in twos and threes. And then I was like gold two and ones. So I don't know what it would be in today's equivalent, probably somewhere in the like diamond or champ ranks, something along those lines. But I just never really played ranked in a previous game. I I always played other games for fun. There weren't really many ranking systems for other games. So for me, just even getting to that point was kind of a shock to me. And so as the seasons went on, I think it was eventually like, uh, I think to the current ranks, I think I settled in high diamond, low champ. I think it was like diamond three or like champion or champ one and stuck around there for a good while. Eventually worked into high champ one, low champ two. Um, then whenever I started trying to play more competitively, broke into champ three eventually, then GC and then kind of worked my way up from there. So what's your rank now? Uh, I don't know what it is currently. I think it's like, grand champ something just because the new season's been a little funky but uh i've already gotten my ssl rewards this season and then last season i barely scraped into top 100 in threes so i think that was like 2020 mmr or 2025 something wait so you so you were ssl last season yeah so i i reached ssl um in every game mode at some point during the season or regular game modes not extra modes Um, oh so you're just a baller then (laughs) wait did you did you get the one in hoops what was it uh oh no i i wish so i i didn't get the uh extra mode uh like ssl or anything i got grand champ in that and that was it Uh, i saw that i saw that once they announced what the SSL ranks were going to be like the titles for SSL were going to be in the extra modes. There was this mad dash by all the pros to get the one for hoops because it was like it's ultimate so nice. baller. Yeah. yeah. Season one, legendary baller. It was so nice. Legendary I really baller. wanted it, but hoops That's... was really sweaty and I started grinding hoops way too late near like the last couple of days and the end of the season. And I didn't feel like stressing my way through it. So I just was okay with grand champ and called it a day. Yeah. Especially since, uh, like, so I sit around the champ one in hoops. I'm like diamond three because when, and we were actually talking about this on my stream before we started, uh, just kind of like learning and just learning is a skill in and of itself. Like first you have to learn how to learn before you can learn to do something well. Mm -hmm. And I learn things pretty slowly because I don't pay attention to like meta or how to do things right. Um, and so my, 
rank in hoops is diamond three. And I was playing with a friend in some hoops and this, we queued into this one guy and he was just insane. So good. Like spinning after everything, freestyling, just slamming down these shots that were just like unreasonable for like even a champ one champ two. I looked at his name and it was sharp, like the sharp oh. from CR and he just mm-hmm. destroyed us. And a little while ago, I did a video for YouTube that was like uh, 50 tips. It didn't, I wanted to have 100, but it ended up being 50, like around 50 tips to get to GC from like other GCs. And he was one of them. Uh, so I had like a little bit of uh, like familiarity with him. And that's why I recognized him because I didn't really watch CRL. But it was just insane to queue against him in hoops and he was like oh yeah i'm grinding for legendary baller uh and he was starting in champ one um so those first few games were obviously pretty easy for him but everybody was after that title oh yeah no it was a super nice title it doesn't surprise me i mean it'll probably be the same though so but there's i would have loved to be able to get grand champ i didn't get i got grand champ in season 14 which I feel is kind of Mimi like season three, but I've said that before. Uh, but I would have loved to have a season one grand champ title because there will never like you were there for the first season. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I totally do. So uh, I, th- I think, you know, your story is pretty interesting because you. I, I feel like my experience with most people that I've talked to is that they see the climb they see the the, they've all gotten to a certain point very quickly like a lot of people have just gotten really good at the game and then have continued to be good but you're more like i got pretty okay like i saw that i was pretty good at the game but then i got to this place where they had a crl team and then i was motivated to get even better to almost like take it more seriously so like what what was the change in between like when you got to college and you were in that C1 range to when you started taking things more seriously and were able to get to C3 Grand Champ and now Supersonic Legend? So for backstory, uh, I spent, so this is my sixth year in college now. I'm taking things really slow, but I'm graduating at the end of the semester. I'll have my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so earlier on my first couple of years of college, I was uh, also playing travel hockey. And so between college and hockey, I, I was really busy. And so Rocket League was very much a like for fun thing. Now, I still wanted to get good and I still put in time to get good, but it just wasn't much. And then once I stopped playing hockey, which was uh, early 2017, my hours started to shoot up and then it was over summer 2017. I was around again, high champ one, low champ two. I was pretty hard stuck there for probably a good six months to a year. And then finally broke out of that. Um, had a couple, just people I ran into and ranked that I queued with. Give me some pointers on decision-making stuff. Broke through that, uh, has held solid champ three, eventually got to GC. And it was around that type of point. I started entering in weeklies, just like random twos, tourneys, like a hundred dollar twos, tourneys, whatever, uh, getting experience, getting smacked, honestly, by players better than me. And then that kind of was a pretty big trend. I would say till about early to mid 2018. And that was actually whenever I started streaming. And so 
the I think two weeks before I started streaming, I started streaming June seventh, twenty eighteen. Uh, but the couple weeks before then, I started grinding six mans. Uh, the in May twenty eighteen, and that was before there was a rank B plus. It was uh, rank B and then rank A, and I actually ended up promoting to rank A at the time. And I was like, oh shoot, I, I actually hit rank A. Like I think I could maybe take this somewhere and see where this goes. And so it was at the, that point I was trying to invest more time into threes, especially. Um, and then also, I, again, I just started streaming. So I was putting a lot of time in the game at that point. And so at that time, I was also transferring to UNT and I knew they had a Rocket League team. And so that was kind of the point for me where I would say summer 2018 was where Rocket League went from uh, like uh, almost like a full-time hobby where I was making a couple of dollars to actually like providing income to pay for school. Nice. So are you a, are you a partner on Twitch? I am. Yes, sir. Okay. I got I got partnered. Uh, I think around a little before Christmas, twenty nineteen. It was like December twentieth or twenty first or something. And are you streaming consistently now? Still, mm-hmm. I'm still streaming consistently or semi consistently. It's about usually three to four days a week at least. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing for four to five is my goal. But just between uh, school, with it being my last semester, my classes are really difficult. Sure. And uh, that on top of CRL. Uh, it's just kind of tough to consistently stream as much as I'd want, but I still push myself to stream at least three to four days a week. So what are the, what are the rules for CRL? Cause as a six, 60 year college student, do they have any rules about like four years of eligibility or like how long you can play in it? Or is it just like, as long as you're in school, you can play. So I, th- the main requirement is that you have to be full-time. I think that I think long-term there may come a, a rule where you only have four years of eligibility, but it's such a new league that I don't yeah. think that there's really, there, there haven't been issues with that really. Sure. And so it's basically, you just have to be a full-time student. Got it. Okay. Um, is there any intention for you after you graduate to try and make the streaming thing a thing, or are you going to go use that uh, engineering degree? So, um, I'd say Lord willing, I would absolutely love to stream after school and pursue competitive and what that would look like. And I'm really at a point where it could go either way. So right now it's as far as, uh, income goes, it's very much a part-time thing. Like outside of school, I wouldn't really be able to sustain myself right now, mm-hmm. but it's something where, um, cause I am graduating a year early in general. So I'll, I'm 20 right now. And so because oh. I'm younger, uh, I think that if I were to really push it, I would have the extra bit of time because I'm younger where I could eventually build it up and see where it goes. Um, but there's just different things I'd have to look through first and see what that would look like. But I would love to, the short answer. So Yeah. Wait. So you've been in college for six years and you're 20. I have a really weird story. So I was homeschooled when I was younger. Okay. And so long story short, uh, I was in public school till third grade, swapped to doing homeschool, skipped fourth and fifth grade, went straight to sixth when I swapped. And then I ended up doing eighth grade through 12th grade in four years. So what I did is, um, so one year I would, basically double up on a subject of work and then it just rotated. So 
one year I would do two years of math. The next I would do two years of science. The next I'd do two years of history and basically just worked, um, I guess, extra to graduate early. So I technically graduated high school three years early. I was 14. Okay. So you went fast. You went too fast. No pun intended. (laughs) And okay. So taking, I mean, you're saying that you've taken college slow, but you took everything else at a pretty exaggerated rate. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's definitely a weird story because if I wanted to speed through college and get done in say four or five years, then I could already be done right now. But part of it, uh, was because of CRL. CRL really has been paying for my school and it's been an, an amazing opportunity, but it's, uh, been able to pay for, and of course not all, but a decent part of my school, um, because the prize money we get is scholarship money. So it goes right. straight back into paying for that. And so for me, I haven't been in a rush really to graduate. So I've basically been sticking close to 12 credit hours, grinding rocket league on the side because I, I don't want to go you know, overload myself with 15 or 18 credit hours and get done quicker whenever I can just take the extra time invested in Rocket League and see where it goes. So you're living that perfect life where you get to stream and play this video game and your family doesn't even poo-poo it because you're helping pay the bills. So, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm very, very fortunate and blessed. My parents do very much support me with Rocket League and streaming at first, uh, I would I would say my parents were at first a little hesitant because uh, going back to twenty summer twenty eighteen when I just started streaming, I was just starting the process of applying to like local jobs nearby, like grocery stores, whatever that looked like. Uh, I was just starting that process when I started streaming, and then after the first month of streaming, uh, I I had a handful of people, a decent, or at least relative to me being having three to five viewers. Um, I got a couple really big hosts within the first week or two of streaming that kind of helped es- or helped ramp me up as far as growth goes and helped accelerate my growth. And so after the first month or two, I went to my parents and said, Hey, I, I think that this could potentially like be uh, like income wise, a job over me going and actually working somewhere. And sat down with them, talked about it, talked about what income looked like, how it could pay for school and just kind of had the sit down talk with them. And they both said, all right, like, you know, if you really want to see where it goes, if it's, if it takes off and does well, great, we'll support it. If not, then, you know, then you probably should get a job, but you know, we'll support you either way. As long as you're getting good grades and, you know, being wise with what you're doing, then we're fine with it. That's so awesome. I was, yeah, I was very, very fortunate in that regard because I know that there's plenty of Rocket League players where that's the exact opposite. So, no, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a really, um, really fun journey and a really cool experience so far. And like I said previously, I would love to pursue it after school and see what that looks like. I would personally say it would take me time to build up and I would have to be a lot more consistent, which, of course, without school, I, I would have the time. So, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you're going to be 20, 21 years old when you graduate. You have, even if it didn't work out, you know, you still have a mechanical engineering degree and you're 22, 23 years old. Like you still have your whole life. So why not give it a shot at least? Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's actually the one concern I have is because I've uh, invested so much in Rocket League, I technically haven't worked a quote real job yet. 
So that's kind of, uh, in all honesty, an insecurity of mine. If, you know, stuff weren't to work out, if I were to eventually swap, cause say I were to do streaming for a few years and then, um, want to do something different. That's kind of a, an insecurity in the back of my head that I would want to mm -hmm. work through. So, but again, with being, with being out of school, I'm assuming that if that was something I really wanted to do, I could still go get potentially an internship or a part-time job or something. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the actual Rocket League things. Um, I, what would you say, uh, like when you were, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, what would you say is like the thing that got you out of champ one, champ two, like when you said you were hard stuck there, what kind of moved you in a, in a new direction? What realizations did you have that got you started on a new path to continue improvement? So don't mind my dogs, by the way. <laughs> um, I would Mine say that too. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I would say that. So for me, I feel like people in the champ ranks and diamond ranks around there, usually they lean either being more mechanical and like they're mechanically strong or they're positionally strong and decision-making for me, it was mechanics. I would say my mechanics at that time when I was high champ one, low champ two, I would say I had pretty solid champ three mechanics, but my decision-making was really bad. So give a 2v2 example. I would um, challenge like super deep in an opponent's corner or something like that. And uh, just leave, like I would just consistently leave my teammates alone. I wouldn't care about overcommitting. I wouldn't, it didn't even run through my mind. I thought that uh, I was, honestly, I was the teammate where I would overcommit and then I would blame my teammate for not saving the 1v1. Like I don't know. Like that, that was genuinely me. And it wasn't in any toxic way. It was just, I didn't know better. Sure. And so I was just like, well, if I had better teammates, then I'd be out of this rank. And so if I had a teammate that, that would save stuff, then I'd win. But if I didn't, then I'd lose. And that was just what was like the problem. And I never realized that, even though it was, I mean, looking back, it was obvious, but in the moment it wasn't. And so it took a friend of mine who was, I would say, high champ two, low champ three at the time, who was much more positionally based and decision-making based we were talking and he was like you have great mechanics but like you're always over committing and you never like you're not supporting your teammates and i kind of argued him on it and i said well you know no and i said that well they need to save this stuff and all that and he said well yeah but if you want to get out like you need to support them like so if the ball's in the other team's corner don't just dive like fake challenge wait make sure you're there for your teammate and i think that you'll see success and so reluctantly, I, I took his words to heart and started adapting that in my game. And sure enough, in two to three weeks, I was solid champ three and I was holding it just fine. And it was just that simple change. But it wasn't until someone else who was a little bit better than me came in and corrected me. I think uh, what you the last little bit, I think, is the most interesting because I was just talking to some folks on my stream, some some guys on my stream about this is that when it comes to even positioning and decision-making, it takes time to like get it figured out. So oh, yeah. like, you're not going to be able to just play one day and then all of a sudden be positionally better. Like two or three weeks after you figured this out, that's when it really started to be consistent. Yeah, it definitely takes time. And I honestly give the equivalent to working out 
If you go to the gym for three hours one day, you can't expect the next day you're going to wake up and be ripped. Like it takes, it takes time and discipline over multiple days and weeks, sometimes months to where you really build that up to where you start seeing results. And I think the hard part with a lot of people is they want to see the improvement and the progress right away. And whenever they don't see it, they become impatient and either get frustrated and stop. Um, or yeah, basically that, or they just give up. And the people that start to see success are the ones that stick with it. And I guess the only other word I can think of is persevere through that kind of initial growing pains. So as somebody that was stuck in champ one, champ two, uh, and then saw, or at least was like, you know, convinced or pushed into trying something different, like how did... What lessons were you able, was that kind of the realization of maybe I don't look at this game right and I need to like be open to new things or I need to look at myself differently? Like did, or before were you one of those people that were impatient in terms of like improvement? Like where were you, was there like a bigger change that you saw in your game and how you looked at the game after you made that switch and kind of saw what the potential was or what it would lead to? Does that make sense? Kind of, sort of. Um, like, would you say you were one of those impatient people until you learned that this rotation thing was actually a thing? I wouldn't say I was necessarily impatient. I would just say I didn't know better. I would hop on the game warm up 10, 15 minutes of free play. I had a solo queue for two or three hours and hop off. And there wasn't any, all right, I know that my goal, my long-term goal is, Hey, I want to get out of being hard stuck. I want to hit champ three and hold it. You know, what does that look like? What do I need to do? And it's not like you have to have some rigid schedule when you're on, but just even something to say, Hey, for instance, my dribbling isn't good. I want to work on my dribbling today. And then focusing on that or, Hey, I know that I'm overcommitting a lot or, Hey, I burn my boost a lot. I want to work on that and finding just those small things to work on whenever you do hop on. And in the moment you won't really, you might not see a huge difference, maybe a little here or there, but it's over time that you will start seeing that day-to-day discipline and setting those goals will really help. And that wasn't something that I really realized until I'd honestly say the last several months. And so to your answer your question, I was oblivious before. I didn't know better. I just hopped on and played and assumed if I played enough, I would eventually get the rank. But mm. I didn't think the extra thought of, oh, this is what I need to do to get there. I just played. And I think that's a problem that I see, especially from streaming and having as many people come in that say, oh, I'm diamond or champ or plat and I'm stuck and it's my teammates fault and all that. It's That's something that now knowing what I know now, it's... A lot of it is just people being oblivious and not knowing better um, and just having to just have that change in mentality. Yeah. So you said something about the last few months. So do you feel like what has changed for you in the last few months? So actually, I would actually backtrack that to last CRL season or my first CRL season, which was fall 2019. Um, At the time... We had, I think, I think we had 15 series in the season for league play. We were six and zero. Uh, we were doing really well. We were on a hot streak. We were one of the top teams in the West, honestly crushing it. And we played UT Arlington, which was a team that, in all honesty, we were doing well. We were expected to beat. 
we played on the main Rocket League stream, they 3-0 swept us. And it was like a stunner. And um, the next practice that we had with our team, we basically sat down and had a talk. And my coach, Pack, um, basically told me, he was like, hey, in all honesty, like, you're the weak link right now. Like, you got to step it up. And that was really hard for me to hear because as a oh. person, just in general, I had really low confidence in myself. I'm very mm. quick to be harsh on myself. I'm quick to beat myself up. And I, I like, I, I took that really personal because I didn't want to be that person. Like that was not the person I wanted to be. I wanted to be a reliable teammate. I wanted to be doing well. I wanted to be the one that was clutching games. And that was really hard for me to hear. And from that, I knew I had the decision to either be upset, stay where I'm at and just kind of like sulk and just wallow in, I really just self-pity or it was like, all right, I'm going to actually work on this, figure out what I need to do different and get better and make sure I'm not the weak link. And it was a change in mentality for me where I was approaching the game from a more confident sense, knowing that I have the ability to be better. And so I would say from that, to go back and answer your question, I was more intentional about seeking things out in my gameplay I wasn't doing well versus before it was I would just hop on, play, hop off, and then just hope that I'd see improvement. Mm. And it was more a very passive sense of playing versus since then it has been a more intentional sense. But it's even taken time, and that's why I mentioned only seeing it in the last several months because there it still took time to really become, I, would, I wouldn't even say more second nature, but to make a better habit of. It's taken several months to know, hey, I need to be looking for things in my game. What are those things in my game? And how can I um, actually do it in the moment when I don't really have the time to think about? And then that part is just making it habit and ingraining it in me. So, When you're already that good, how do you find things in your game that need improvement? Oh, there's so many things. Rocket League has such a high skill ceiling it's very easy to point out. Um, a lot for of it would be watching... For somebody that's already as good as you, you still yeah. say there are so many things. Oh, yeah. There's plenty. There's so much. Um, now, of course, to the average person, if there's a platinum that's watching my gameplay, it's really hard for them to see, oh, if he didn't use as much boost here, oh, in this small scenario, he could use 10 less boost, which would have helped him in the next play. Like The things like that, and those little things, they might not be able to see. But for someone that's already at my level, it's more obvious, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it would it'd be the same equivalent as if someone who was brand new to the game was watching a Platinum. They would have a hard time picking out, oh, well, if the Platinum did this differently, then they would be a higher rank, if that makes sense. No, it, yeah, a lot of it, it a lot of it is, is just being relative. So like a pro could look at my gameplay and go, oh, yeah, there's plenty of mistakes and point everything out. So... Um, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of things I could still work on as a player. And that's, and a lot of that is just being disciplined that whenever I do hop on to seek those things out and to really be intentional about fixing them. So do you tell me more about the whole confidence thing? Like you're getting on, you're a more confident player now, even though you were told that you were the weakling, like what, ch talk about that mentality change a little bit. Yeah, so I would even say, and it's a, it's a, I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but a belief I've always had is that someone's personality has a lot to do with even how they play in Rocket League. That if they're more, um, like I was saying, if they're more confident, then likely like they'll probably challenge more balls and probably um, 
like go for more riskier quote unquote plays. Or if someone's like more relaxed, laid back, like they might just play more a third man role, which again, and there's always exceptions to that, but that's at least what I've seen just from the people I've talked to in the community and then seeing their gameplay. It's kind of the thing that I've seen like a general trend of. So for me, I wasn't confident. There'd be times where um, like, I would have opportunities or I'd mess them up or I would rush myself or like panic in the moment or think, Oh, this person's better than me. I'm going to get beat to this ball. And then whenever I could have had a free beat and just little things like that. And since being more confident, and again, that's just a mentality shift. It wasn't like I did anything grand or crazy to change it. It was just going, Hey, I'm a good player. I'm where I'm at for a reason. I'm at the rank I'm at for a reason. I'm playing these games I'm at for a reason. I'm on the Rock League stream for a reason. Like, I know I'm good. I just got to keep, like, I just got to keep fixing my mistakes and keep working on the little things and I'll keep seeing improvement. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that answers your question. I don't know no, if I did. I might have missed it. it. No, it, it, it did. I think the interesting thing is that like before you said you weren't a confident person, like when that was said to you by your coach, speaking of your coach, was he just also another college student? So he was originally the previous third on the UNC Rocket League team. So it was Pack, D-Bank, and Alex Storm. And then Pack ended up graduating and I ended up replacing Pack. Oh, okay. So it was me, D-Bank, and Alex Storm. So he wasn't a student any longer, but he stuck around to like coach the team. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there was, and, and so there was like a rapport there. There was some respect there. Like with it, I, I think it would just be interesting being coached by one of your peers when you're already that good without necessarily having like a rapport there or a certain level of existing respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that was something that I honestly had a hard time with because I did see him in a way as a peer or in some ways I thought, Oh, well I was better than him or this and that. So I don't need to listen to his opinion. And that was something that I had to learn is that I don't always know everything. And that even if someone's on the quote, same level or rank as me, that they can still have input and insight that, um, that will help me. And so part of that too, was, um, also growing in humility too, because I would, find myself being prideful in a lot of scenarios where again, he would tell me something and I wouldn't listen to him because, Oh, he's my same rank or I'm on the team. Now he doesn't fully know. I know better. And that was something that I had to grow in as well. So I, and so I think that in a lot of this, a lot of the um, like general theme that I would say is just by playing rocket league and being in different scenarios, whether it be playing competitively, talking and analyzing a replay, whatever, it's grown me as a person and it's, I would say in different ways, it's helped grow my character and helped me become a person that I would more want to be. Did you do all of this on your own? Like, did you just happen to like figure all this out yourself? Um, or, like, or like, did you talk to anybody about like, Oh, I'm really, this guy's stupid. He's telling me that I'm the weak link and then like have a conversation with somebody about it. Or are these just like things you came to? No, a lot of it was on my own. A lot of it was just really taking a lot of time to self-reflect because uh, going back to the fall 2019 time, we were 6-0 and and getting 3-0 swept by a team that we should have definitely beat 
at the time on the Rocket League stream of all times was like a very big wake up call that we were being complacent, that things needed to change. And so there was a long, you know, the next week or so, it was a long time for me to really sit and think about where I'm at, where I want to be, what my goals are. And so that was just the general thought in my head is, okay, well, what does it look like going forward? And there was, uh, again, like I had the two options of, am I going to be the same? Am I going to, you know, be prideful and, oh, well, he's just, you know, he's just a coach or he's my same rank. I'm not going to listen to him. I know what I'm doing. I got it on my own or take approach of humility, go, all right, he's truly has my best interest in mind. I know that he wants me to succeed. I know he wants the best for me and I want to take his advice and see where it goes. And so it, that was that shift and really knowing that he did have my best interests at heart. And even if those words were hard to hear, I needed to hear them realistically um, that I would say helped me grow. Well, uh, I don't know if it means anything, but that, I mean, from somebody that was 18 or 19 at the time, that's, uh, that's extremely impressive. So good for you. Like, there are I'm I'm 34, right? So I oh, okay. I'm, I am an adult. I've been living a long time. I'm a boomer. Like in, <laughs> and I will tell you there are some people my age and older that have not learned those lessons. So for you to have that at such a young age is just going to be so powerful uh for you for the rest of your life. So good good on you for being not just being able to do it but being willing to do it. Because yeah. being willing to take that punch to the gut and learn from it um, is is really powerful. It gives you it, it. It sounds like you're giving away leverage or you're giving away power to somebody, but being able to take that and then build on top of it makes you even more capable. And you've yeah. shown that. Mm -hmm. um, and awesome. actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. So. Um, so in case you don't know, um, I'm a Christian and so, uh, it's actually funny. Um, I was reading my Bible and one of, one of actually a part of one of, I'd say my favorite verses right now. Um, and this was actually tying back to that. Uh, it says, uh, basically wounds from a friend can be trusted. That's like the main part of it. And so tying that back to what I was saying before, it really hurt in the moment that, um, that my coach of all people would say that, and that in all honesty, my teammates were essentially agreeing with him. It felt like in the time, just out of my immaturity, it felt like it was everyone against me, mm -hmm. but realistically it was everyone wanting me to get better. And even though it was hard to hear, I knew that it was because they wanted the best for me and they knew that I needed to hear that in the moment. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, but I would really say that Rocket League has done a lot to grow me as a person and grow my character. And that's probably mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm probably most grateful for about the game. It's cool paying for, you know, school and saying, yeah, I play video games for an income and that's paying off my tuition because my personal goal is to graduate with no student loans. And right now I'm at, I think it's like $12,000 or something. And so right now, um, at least if everything goes as, you know, as it already has been, um, I should be able to have all that paid for by the time I'm done with school in four or five months. And so... Like that's all cool, but I'm really thankful for Rocket League just for how it's grown me as a person and being able to build other relationships with people that have made me a better person and appointed me in the right direction. Yeah, that's amazing. That's and 
I mean, finishing college without debt. Uh, I mean, you're cheating because you've been there for six years instead of four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but being able, to, being able to do that is awesome. I mean, all of that is is really, really cool. So congratulations to you. So let's let's continue on that a little bit because one other thing that you talked about, and I, I want to hear a little bit more about because you said something else that confused me a little bit was like when you said that initially, and I know we keep going back to this like one little instance, but I feel like it's such a huge pivot point for you, which is awesome. Like you, you said that you weren't a confident person when he told you that, but then you also knew that like you decided that you were good at the game, so you should play more confidently. So were you still not necessarily a confident person, but you wanted to play the game more confidently? And did that, that confidence in the game kind of leak into everything else in your life? Most definitely. Most definitely. It ha- I would say it was that paired with streaming because with streaming, I was already talking with 50 to 100 plus people like on a almost like nightly every other night basis. So that I think already in itself grew my confidence, even starting back in 2018. But I think especially competitive specifically is what kind of kicked that up uh, quite a big notch. And I think that the two put together over time and from that experience coming into 2020 and knowing, hey, I'm going to be done with school soon. I'm ending in spring 2021. I really want to make the most of my time in CRL. I want to make the most of my time streaming. Um, And the only way for me to do that is to whenever I really whenever I am doing that to really give it my all and see how can I improve? How can I maximize my time? How can I make the most of it? And so a lot of that really has, um, at least for me, it's forced me to be intentional with that and to be intentional with my decisions. And in order for me to be intentional with my decisions, I have to be confident in them. And then if I'm confident making the wrong decision, then okay, I learn from it. I fix it. I make the right decision next time. And then if I do make the right decision the first time, then great. So where did you come up with the word intentional? Uh, somewhere along the line in school, I think, I don't know, but yeah, my wife and I, <laughs> uh, lean heavily on that word. So it, the, the word intention means a lot to us. So to hear that coming from you is, is very cool as well. Cause I think there's like, you know, you make decisions to do something or you kind of think about things, but when you make it an intention, when you make it something that you like intend to do or really are pushing for, that's when things start to get different. Oh yeah, definitely. So I, I really definitely. like that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's. I I'm curious now. Then, when you started going into the game differently and actually looking for things to improve on, looking for things to work. I feel like I'm. I mean, obviously, I'm nowhere near the same place you are skill wise. But I feel like right now I am being a lot more intentional about my improvement. Like. Uh, you know, Rocket League, just to give you like a brief two minutes on like me, just because we haven't talked a lot, but just so we can kind of be on the same page. And so I don't bore my listeners that I say this to every single week. Um, I would say that like, so I, I did this podcast, right. And then I wasn't sure that content was for me, but I've gotten to a place where I've been so frustrated with Rocket League over like the past year that I've wanted to quit the game 
numerous times, like dozens of times, but just haven't been able to, like I get some sleep and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, let's go again. Like, I'm just ready to go again. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, well, if I'm not going to be able to stop, I might as well just lean in 100%. Like, I'm not going to let myself quit. So I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to act like I'm going to quit. So I, I reboot the podcast and now I've been streaming and like on my streams, like everything in my content is purely based around improvement. Like when I stream, I rarely play game. It's only been like a week or two, but I rarely play games because I know there are things that I want to improve on. And I'm trying to be more intentional on improvement. Like I know that my ground game is horrible. So the past few times that I've been streaming, my streams have purely been me chatting with people, doing the podcast and trying to actually be able to do a 45 degree flick effectively. (laughs) And I feel like that intention, like that focus on actually improving and looking at something on a consistent basis has really changed my ability to improve at the game. Like I'm improving more because I actually know how to improve. Whereas Mm -hmm. like a year ago, I took a month and didn't queue one game at all. And don't like, I look back at that. I'm like, did I actually get better at anything? And I don't feel like I did. Um, So there's, there's certainly a way to like train and actually get something out of it. And there are ways to like train and nothing productive ever comes out of it. So yeah. in in terms of like when you made that decision, how did how did your shift in mentality change how you looked at your training, how you found things to work on and how you gauged your improvement from day to day because you weren't probably seeing these leaps and bounds every single time you put the con- well you don't pick up a controller cuz you play with keyboard and mouse, right? Yes, I did yeah. play keyboard and mouse. It would be awkward if you picked up your keyboard and mouse to play <laughs> Rocket League. So yeah. how how did how did your training change? What were the changes that you made that you consistently saw that progress or, you know, gauged where you were at and where you were going? So I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I think for the average person listening, they're hearing this going, wow, too fast just had a flip of the switch. Everything was great from that point on. Now he's crushing it. No, it took a lot of time. Like there were a few weeks where I was feeling great about myself. The next week I'd be down and like down, like slumping. I'd be down on myself. It took time to like really build that up and really ingrain it in me that, Hey, I know where I'm at. I can be a confident player. Like I, and like you were saying earlier, having that leak into who I am as a person, it wasn't just, um, even though that was a turning point, it wasn't just like, I went from zero to a hundred overnight. Like it took time where I had to build that up and it took a good several months. Um, so an example I would give is in six mans, uh, I was rank B and I was trying to work my way to rank B plus. I was for reference, I was in rank A way long ago in 2018 for like a couple months. And then for the majority of 2019 and early 2020, I was rank B plus, uh, eventually demoted, I think in March. And then in April, I was like, all right, I'm going to go get it back. And I went, I think I went, seven and 15 was my record. So seven wins, 15 losses. And I had to reverse sweep my demotion series to rank C to not drop. And that to me was like mind blowing because I was like, man, I'm really good at the game. Top of CRL. I'm crushing it. And all of a sudden I'm about to be in a rank of a bunch of champ threes. And like, it was a really weird time. And so, uh, one thing I did is I'm 
uh, I'm friends with Gyro, who's a player on the peeps. And so there was a time where I hit him up and I was like, dude, I have no clue what's happening. I don't know why I'm playing so bad. Do you mind watching a replay? And um, was helping me with pointers and different stuff to look for. And I really took what he had to say to heart. I was like, all right, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to work on this. And a lot of it came down to not overcommitting and supporting my teammates, ironically enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so um, from April, I went seven and 15. And then in, in May, I went 53 and 25 and promoted to B plus. Holy cow. Yeah. And so that's what I mean when I say a lot of it is really b- being serious about ingraining it. And, um, and since then uh, I demoted the month after and I've been in rank B <laughs> since. So it's been like a good several months of like trying to slowly work and get that back. And honestly, a trend for me has been, uh, my record starts off really well each month in rank B. I do super well partway through the month. It completely dies off in tanks. I go about even, I get frustrated and I give up. And what happened is, and I keep thinking back about that now, but whenever I did promote to rank B plus back in May, I went 53 and 25. I started off the month like nine wins and one loss. And then I think like through that progression, I think I got like, I think I ended up going 21 wins and 19 losses. So I went completely, completely the other direction. And I was back at even, I was like frustrated at that time. And it was that mental in me that that said, no, if it's something I really want, I'm going to push through it. Like, I know I can get there. I just got to get over this hump. And then it was that extra push that eventually got me back to doing well and to B plus. And that's something that I haven't done since. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I still have to do better. So it's, it's to answer your question, it's most definitely a learning process. And it's still something that I'm having to work on pretty much each week when I'm playing, because it's easy for me to just fall back in the same, oh, let me hop on and solo queue and hop off it's not easy. And it takes, again, being intentional to really see that improvement and to see that improvement over time. So that's, what do you, what do you think it, like, what causes the, what causes the shift when you are like, what causes you to go from just dominating B going nine and one to then going on these losing streaks? Um, that's something I'm actually still trying to figure out. I would say what happens is, is there's a couple of days where I might be playing a little worse than normal. I might drop a couple games, you know, bad days happen. It's normal. But I think what happens is honestly, I get in my own head and I go, oh, well, I'm not playing well. Like maybe I just need to switch things or maybe I need to do something different or, you know, and again, a lot of this is not trusting myself. And then it's more hesitating. It's more you know, not just challenging a ball I normally would. And then the other team gets extra pressure or possession and then they create more opportunities. So I I really do think it's a mental thing where I would just have to stay consistent with whatever play style I'm wanting to do or however I'm wanting to play or how I know I should sticking with that, even if, okay, I take a couple losses, so be it. But I know that I know the way I want to play. I know what I need to do and I just need to stay consistent with it. And losses are just part of the journey and just remembering that. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to win every single game. It's just oh, not yeah. going to happen. No, no. Even if it's a team that you should easily beat on the main Rocket League channel. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, to to that point, uh, I say that at that time that it's a team we most definitely should beat on paper. But realistically, 
if they wanted the win more than we did. I talked to them afterwards because I'm friends with some of the guys on that team. And they said, yeah, we were watching replays. We were watching games of yours. We were seeing what we could do to counter you guys. And we just, we hardly warmed up. We just kind of hopped into the game and it showed. And they, and they genuinely wanted it more. And so going back originally to, I mean, just the general theme of this talk is it's mostly a matter of how much do you want it? Are you willing to make the extra goal and push yourself the extra mile to really see the improvement? Or are you just okay with hopping on and relaxing? And mm-hmm. if you're playing casually, there's no problem at all with hopping on and relaxing. That's totally okay. But for the person that wants to play competitively and the person that wants to go somewhere, it does take that extra effort. But the thing is that if you continue to have that discipline, then you will see the extra benefit of it by increased rank, increased skill. So it's a matter of what you're wanting to get out of the game. Right. And it's it's funny because like with increased skill and increased rank, you think, or at least I'm sitting here thinking that eventually it's going to get a little bit easier. But of course, like as you increase in skill, as you increase in rank, so does everybody else that you're playing. So it, it just stays the same. Like you play it faster, you can hit better shots, you can do cooler things, but then so does everybody else. So it doesn't actually uh, benefit you at all in any way. I mean, it I mean, does benefit you, but it it doesn't make it easier necessarily. Yeah, I would say there's definitely still benefit, even if as you're climbing ranks, there's still going to be people that, I mean, unless you're just the best player in the world, there's always going to be someone better than you. But still pushing yourself, um, especially if you're doing those things, the large majority of people, even Grand Champs, sometimes SSLs, don't even always do that well. And so if you, that's something that you push yourself in, and that's something I saw for me, when I saw myself really pushing myself and really being disciplined with what I wanted to work on and forcing myself to work on it, I saw that improvement. But whenever I didn't, I saw myself kind of just become complacent, kind of just fall into the same bad habits. So it really does take that extra step and extra push. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm curious just now, like, are and you're still in that like B range now on six minutes? I'm, I'm still rank B. Yeah. I almost uh, would have promoted to B plus. So the way, so you can promote just from playing through rank B and eventually winning enough series and then you get out. Um, or if you go far enough on RLCS qualifiers, you can actually also get out through there. Right. And so uh, it's funny yesterday, um, there was day three for RLCS qualifiers. Well, if you yeah. make day four, then you get rank B plus. And if you make RLCS or the main event, then you actually get rank A, which is the one above that. Well, if we won, um, we were, I was basically on the qualifying series for day four twice and we lost both series so if we won either of those i would have actually automatically gotten rank b plus but mm. to answer your question i'm still in b <laughs> okay so um how how would you break down the amount of time you spend in the game between training and playing like how much time do you spend training right now uh honestly not as much as i should very very little relative to what it should be so uh Brings up an interesting point. So like I said, I, of course, stream stream probably three to five days on average each week. And so whenever I'm streaming, it's really hard for me to focus on my decision making and those little things that I really want to work on. The times mm-hmm. I've, I actually get the best at those is off stream or whenever I'm playing with my CRL team. And so the thing is, whenever the school semester comes around, 
I very rarely will play off stream on my own because I'm either busy with school or I'm streaming or I'm playing in CRL. And so a lot of the extra time I would have over a break kind of gets cut out. And mm -hmm. so it is really difficult. And that's why I kind of harped on it before, but just maximizing the time that I am on. So let's say I only am playing with my CRL team two to three hours or something, really being intentional and say, all right, this is the only time I'm going to really have the day to focus on this. I really need to make the most of it. Mm -hmm. So, but with streaming, yeah, it's really hard for me to focus and really work on my decision-making on stream. A lot of that's off stream. So not, I, I haven't been working on those little things nearly as much as I should be. I would be in, I mean, I will be forthright in saying that, like, I don't think I even knew that you were a streamer. Like I've seen your name a couple of times, but admittedly have never been in your stream, like maybe once. Um, I would be curious to see what people would say or how people would react if you were like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to chat that much today. I'm just going to train stuff and like, I'll check on questions every now and then, but I'm just going to like kind of stream of consciousness, say out loud what I'm thinking about as I'm training and I'm going to train today and yeah, see, and, and see how people like it. Yeah. That's something that I've thought about and I've actually gotten that exact same advice from other competitive players. Um, and other people that are higher ranked than me, people rank A, rank X, some also streamers that have kind of asked me the same question is, hey, you know, if that's something you want to do, why don't you do that? And it's hard for me because truly one of my favorite parts of streaming is talking with chat. I sure. absolutely love interacting. And so that's something that is hard for me to just completely push to the side. And mm -hmm. so there's there's sometimes, so like there's times where I'll play six mans on stream and I'm in a call and so I can't really talk with chat during then um, because I'm in comms with two other people. And so in those times, I feel like that's probably been the most of a happy medium for me where during six bands, I'm focused on the game. Chat understands that they know that it's okay. And then whenever I'm playing ranked on my own, unless it's like a sweaty match or whatever, I usually do try to talk with chat. Yeah. I think rocket league is such a tough thing because it takes so much concentration uh, like even without having to pay attention to a chat going me playing games on my own, I'm thinking about so many different things that I can barely concentrate on what's happening. Cause I'm thinking about, did I rotate? Okay. A minute ago, I just missed that aerial. What's my deal. And I'm not like present <laughs> yep. in the moment. Like there's so many different things to think about. So add people actually like wanting to pay attention to you and, and see what you're saying and like interact with you. I mean, it's, it's just so much, uh, but I, I would be curious to see, cause if I'm even as a champ one player, like if I come into your stream and you're going over a replay and you see this one little thing that you messed up and you're like, oh man, I do this all the time. And then you go into like a training pack and you're like, okay, I screw this up. So this is how I think I can fix it. And you set up like five or six shots for yourself. And then you start working on those and training those and talking about like why you're doing it and why you set this up. Like that would be life-changing for like me as a champ one player to see how somebody that is already better than me is fixing those little minute things. Um, and like answering questions along the way, like 
you know, cherry picking one little question that somebody has and then ranting on that for 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think that's, it's certainly different and it's still good content. Like I, I would be intrigued to see how people would take that. Yeah, uh, no, in a stream. I, I, I appreciate that. And so, in all honesty, I steered away from doing replay analysis because I feel like, and I might be in my own head, but I thought that it might not be that great of content, but realistically from your perspective, it makes complete sense. So that might be something that I actually try implementing soon. We'll see. And I, I think to like, I guess to encourage you, you know, people, I, I won't say people, me myself, like I want to be better at this game. Right. And the way that mm-hmm. I look at rocket league content, there's like two different things that people are really interested in. They're interested in watching people do things that they can't do. Squishy Garrett arsenal. Yeah. You know, all these guys that have these YouTube channel, Justin, like, Chicago, Rizzo, they all get tons of viewers because they're able to do things that, you know, the average Rocket League player can't. And then people doing crazy stuff like the Sunless Con videos, uh, you know, Seabelt, those kinds of content creators that are just doing these ridiculous things and turning them into videos. Um, Like those are the things that really intrigue Rocket League players. And to be able to sit down in somebody's stream uh, that's an SSL player that's at a high level um, and be able to like really break down the skill and like what got you there, what can help you learn to be there. And, and maybe not everybody would be interested in that. I know that I would be, and I think people watch streams because they also want to learn and get better and implement. Um, I, w- I would just be curious to see if people would find that valuable. Yeah, no, I I definitely think that there is, I guess, a market, for lack of better words, for that. And I think that, to your point of people watching uh, others that do what they can't, I think there's a market for that even on the analytical side, not just flashy mechanics. Even though flashy mechanics is definitely the bulk of you know what gets views, I know that there definitely are people that are wanting the more analytical side of, hey, why would you do this or that? I know even for me. There's times where I, I won't always go watch Squishy stream or Justin stream or whatever, but I guarantee you for a player like me, if I saw one of them analyzing a replay, I'd be there the whole stream just yeah. because hearing a player of that high caliber giving their dis- uh, perspective on decision-making mm. would be huge for me. Right. So I can totally see what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually talking with somebody on my stream earlier today because he he's a champ two or champ one ones player on switch by the way which just blows my mind right i said if dude if you were on pc that's like almost grand champ easy um Mm -hmm. but we were talking we were talking about twos and threes and he was like i'm champ one in ones i'm diamond two in threes and i just don't know how to play rocket league with other people and i told him what you can do is go find some Justin replays and just watch how he rotates, watch how he works around other people. And obviously there's a big gap in between Diamond 2 and Justin, but seeing 
how often he goes into a play and immediately turns around because he knows that there's not an opportunity for him. Even if you do it wrong, just understanding the idea that like you don't challenge every single time. Sometimes you just go into a play and immediately come out or rotate Mm -hmm. or just stay in a specific spot. Like a lot of lower level players don't necessarily understand that. And that basic concept of understanding, being able to pull that out of a replay of you know somebody that's better than you and trying to implement that into your own game is extremely valuable. So there there's definitely like again, you know, if Squishy or Garrett or even a coach, a Rocket League coach like if Verge, you know, mm-hmm. would be on stream on a if Verge on a consistent basis would stream breaking down Dignitas like his analysis of Dignitas which probably competitively would not be advantageous for him because he'd be putting all of his thoughts out for the world to see. Um, If he were to do that, that would be some amazing content. Like people would eat that up. I, Oh yeah. I think. No, no, you're right. uh, Most definitely. And I was going to say to your point earlier, um, at least for me, what I found is sometimes um, learning from replays isn't always just finding the, number one best player that you can find like your justin your typical whatever totally but sometimes it can be someone who's just two ranks ahead of you Mm -hmm. and just seeing what they do just that they're that little bit faster the little bit more confident in their play they're a little bit more consistent yep and being able to take that into your own play and there's Mm -hmm. sometimes where i've learned more from that going back to the example of when i was hard stuck champ one champ two talking with my champ two champ three friend who was a little better in decision making that for me was a game changer and so sometimes it's not always going to the top dog or the person that is the best for sure. It's going to someone that just kind of has like a leg up. Mm-hmm. I think so for me, uh, we were actually having a conversation in my stream earlier about just like different players and where they're at. Like I'm at four, 4,400 hours right now and okay. um, like sitting at champ one and I've been in like the champ one area since 2018 so if you want to talk about hard stuck it's been two years two years for me and of course that's on me right like i've hit my plateau and i didn't necessarily do anything to like get out of there or at least i was convincing myself that i was but i really wasn't and Mm -hmm. i have friends that are all gc and i've been playing with them since 2016 so when you say play with people better than you like there's this sense of entitlement almost for me that like I'm playing with people better than me. So, and I've been doing it for three years now, four years. Why am I not just as good as them? Well, it's because I wasn't intentional about looking at my mistakes and then fixing them. So like find people that are better than you. Yes, that's awesome. And you actually have to take the time to understand what they're doing differently and fix those things. That's a big piece of it as well. Yeah. And so I think that you actually brought up a really good point. So for an example, if you go look at like even decently big rock league streamers, like a hundred plus viewers, whatever um, you'll, you'll find a general trend that their ranks will be lower and their hours will be higher. And to the main point, it's a, because they're not focused on improving. They're focused on chat. They're focused on their stream. They're focused on, you know, not missing alerts that it's other things. And so their mind isn't focused on, Hey, I want to get better at decision-making, but for the person that doesn't stream and is super intentional with their time playing on their own, grinding training packs or whatever, chances are relatively their 
rank will be higher and their hours will be lower. And this, and that's just because of um, like the quality of the time they're putting in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it makes total sense. Even for me, I'm at almost 8,000 hours. I'm at, I think, almost 7,800 right now. And there's pro players that have 5,000, 6,000, probably a couple that are in the 4,000 still. But I have almost, you know, two, 3,000 more hours than them. And they're still better than me. And it's because earlier on, I took the streaming route. And I said, hey, I want to do streaming. And even though I was improving competitively, I you know, made the conscious decision that I wanted to pursue streaming. And if that meant that I fell off, then I fell off and which I did. Mm-hmm. And then it took being more intentional, getting back into competitive, wanting to do better for streaming, eventually going into CRL where I said, Hey, I, I understand I might've fallen off before, but I need to get back on that and really get back to where I was competitively. And then once I started doing that, even though my hours stayed the same, I saw my skill relatively speaking go up. Mm-hmm. And that was because I was more, disciplined and intentional with how i was you know playing and they're there and i'm the same way obviously because you know i've been in the same place for such a long time and i feel like it's more difficult to maintain champ one than it was in season 13 and season 14 so i'll give myself a little credit there but you know i want to not see that stupid champ one thing it's not stupid i'm perfectly happy there but would like to anyways um you know there (laughs) there is some stubbornness there as well right like just like you were saying somebody telling you to rotate or not leave your teammates and you immediately push back instead of being like oh okay maybe that would actually help me so letting go of what you think is right and just being open to what is possible or new opportunities also helps you kind of move that gauge up a little bit faster as well Oh, and most definitely. And that's where going back to relating my Rocket League gameplay to who I was as a person, I was someone that regardless of Rocket League, if if someone was giving me advice, I would be quicker to blow it off and say, I don't really need to do that. It's okay. I'll do it my own way. I I know what's best for me. But if there are people truly trying to speak into my life or trying to help me, that as I um, was doing that, in general, and it would help me in Rocket League and vice versa. And so really taking that advice from my friend at the time, high champ two, low champ three, and truly listening to it, because I pushed back at first. After I listened to it, I really saw the improvement. Uh-huh. And, it took, and it took me being humble and knowing, hey, I don't know everything, and the other person might know more than me, and being okay with that. It's, so. a, cra- it's a crazy thing to think that somebody else knows more than you, right? That's There's crazy, bro. No way in the world. <laughs> no way in the world. So I think this is something that I wrote down and um, it's, it's good that you brought it back up because I, I did want to ask you about it. How do you mix, how do you get humility, being humble and being confident to play together? How do those things two, like, they don't sound like they're the same thing. So how do you get those two to go together? Um, I would say for me, in all honesty, a lot of it has to relate back to my faith, being a Christian. Um, that was something that just knowing that, Hey, I don't know everything that, um, that even though that, Hey, I might have a plan for my life. I might want to do something with my life. God might have something different. And if I want to do a certain thing in one situation, get frustrated, yell at someone, try to argue back, win an argument, then it said, Hey, I need to lay that down and love the person well 
and, you know, prioritize that. It's little things like that for me that translated into Rocket League to where I grew in both of those because it is hard to do. And like, even for me now, I still struggle with it. There's times where um, like I'll hear other coaches or I'll listen to people talk about my gameplay and it's like, I still don't want to listen to them. I want to go, oh, well, you don't know it. Like, I know better. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I know that it's not that important and kind of blow it off. And it's something that it, it's a continual process. I don't think I'll ever or anyone will ever be perfect in that regard. But it's something that as I grow in, I I see um, personal improvement. And that goes for both Rocket League and real life. That goes for um, school or things like that, or even like, to finances, to how paying for school, all that stuff. It, it all ties back together, at least for me, to where as I am growing as a person, I see it translate to Rocket League and vice versa. So, yeah, it's all the same, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to you have to improve on how you treat other people or how you relate to other people, just like improving on aerials or flip resets. Like mm -hmm. you, you're going to screw up. You're going to say something stupid. You're going to do something you didn't mean to do. And that's too bad. And you learn from it and you be better the next time. Yeah, most definitely. Most well, definitely. Well, that's awesome. So tell me, uh, like as, as where you're at right now as a player, what do you feel like are the the holes in your game like if you were if you were going to get into free play right now or however you well let me ask you this first like what is what is your ideal way of training at the point you are in your game like if you're going to work on something to improve how do you go about doing it um so it would depend on on what specifically so I would say for me, it's a mixture of probably free play, sometimes custom training, and then ones and six mans. Those are probably the main ones for me. And then sometimes scrims or tournaments. Um, but it depends. If it's mechanical and it's like a certain scenario, then it's custom training. If it's just generic, then usually it's like just generic mechanics in some sort, then it's usually free play. Um, there's sometimes where like if I'm wanting to get better about say boost management or wanted to keep better momentum, I might go play ones because ones will force me to do that on my own versus I won't always be forced to do that in twos and threes. Um, or I mean, I, there'll be times where I have to, but I have a teammate to bail me out versus mm -hmm. in ones, the mistakes are going to stick out a lot more. And in all honesty, they're going to sting a lot more, which is probably why people don't like ones, but yeah. So that's probably what I would say for me. Uh, that's why most people, when they come into my stream and say, how can I improve the, usually the short answer, I, try to not give a short answer, but the short answer is I say one's free play and custom training. Those are the three that will help you be uh, better as an individual player. And then eventually as you go and transfer that into threes then start getting better with rotations and all that, it, once you already have the consistent fundamentals on your own, then being able to build that into a rotation makes you just an all around solid player competitively. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like a one size fits all. I just spend all my time in free play. Like you have mixed it up across the board in a perfect world. Yes. And that goes back to my point about not putting as much quality time as, as I should. And sure, that's because sure, sure. Yeah. part of it is 
just bad discipline when I just hop on and play. I don't think about it. Sometimes it's because I'm streaming and I don't want to think about it. And that's where going back to what I was saying, it's still a struggle. Mm -hmm. But um, so there's plenty of times where I'll just hop on and just play free play for 30 minutes, whatever, and then just queue ranked and then call it a night. Like that's what I would normally do on stream. Um, But if I'm on my own, I try to be more intentional about, hey, if I'm going to spend time in free play, try to be more mindful of what I'm doing. Maybe watch a replay, see, pick out stuff in a replay or even watch like a pro player's replay and see, oh, well, who do I want to play like um, or what's a play style I want to try to fit, find a player for that and then learn from it. It can be different across the board. And that's something that, yeah, just takes time for me and that I have to grow in. Well, that's fair. I mean, it's, it, we're all on a journey, right? It just looks a little bit different. Yep. You can just actually do things and I'm a goof. (laughs) No, man, I'm a goof too. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. I guess I'll believe you. Well, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I hope that you have enjoyed hanging out and chatting with me about all this stuff. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, for sure. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I always, well, you know, whenever somebody says a name in one of my episodes, I'm like, okay, if I feel good about this, then they're going to say this person, it probably feels pretty good. And when Taco was like, oh, he's one of the nicest people in Rocket League. I was like, okay, I'm the nicest person in Rocket League. So <laughs> I need I need to challenge this guy just to make sure I get that title. Uh, not really. I mean, I was thinking that a little bit, but that's just my competitive side. But as soon as he said <laughs> that, I was like, oh, I'm going to reach out to him to see if he'd be willing to do the show. And I don't know if you talk to him much or you talk to him at all. Like, hey, this goofball just DM'd me about being on a podcast and he mentioned you. Uh, what do you think? I don't know if you did that. Um, but, uh, either way, thanks for being on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, he's been in my stream a decent amount. Like I usually lurk in his stream a decent amount, like whenever I'm just scrolling on Twitch. So we've known of each other. We've queued into each other and ranked, um, taco's a great guy. And so I, but it makes sense that he would say that about me, of course. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed chatting with him for sure. Um, yeah. So I, I always end the show the same way. So I'll get that going, uh, right now. The first step is any final thoughts that you might have for the infinite boost audience. Hmm. I want to pick my words wisely, but I don't want to take too much time. You're fine. I would no rush. I would say that both in Rocket League, like whether it's Rocket League and you want to pursue competitive or you play Rocket League for fun and listen to the stream for fun, of course, and you're focused on another area of life, confidence will take you so far. And being able to be firm in your decisions, even if they're wrong, being firm in your decisions and being confident in them and taking a like a strong first step or whatever that looks like is huge. And then if you, if you end up being wrong and you mess up and that's okay, then go back to the drawing board, fix your mistakes, come back stronger, but being confident in yourself and, um, not, I mean, if, if it's rocket league, not hesitating or second guessing yourself in the moment, but just in general, being confident in your decisions and confident in what you do as a person and being intentional about what you do is huge. So, and that's something that we're all growing and in, including myself, but that's one big thing I would say is a takeaway. That's something that I've seen for me is I've implemented that in my life. It has taken me so much farther. So nice. Good that's one. it. Excellent. That's it. 
Where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, I have a Twitter and Twitch, and actually, I'm gonna be starting TikTok very soon. Watch out! But, but on all three, it is too fast RL. Okay, it's good to having that consistency is good. Yes, sir. Nice, definitely. Okay, and then last but not least, I give all of my guests an opportunity to ask a question of the Infinite Boost audience, and they can answer you on Twitter. I don't see as many answers. Look, people out there, I know that you're still listening. We need more responses. Uh, and they can answer on Twitter. I have a Discord where I have like a little response thing. Uh, you could be in the stream and respond live, but I know this is a podcast and a lot of people listen to it like while they're working or other things. But more answers. Anyways, a question for uh, the audience as well. So I would say with that, what's an area of your life that you can improve on? Oh, putting them on the That's spot. Fine. That can be Rocket League. That can be real life. That can be sleep schedule because my sleep schedule is garbage for those that know me. It can be whatever that looks like. Finding an area of your life that you want to work on and being intentional to work on it. When, when do you sleep mo most often? Uh, you know, it varies on the day. Yeah. Last night, I think it was from 6.30 a.m. till about 9.30 a.m. That's it? So, that yeah, that this was this past night. But I believe me, I still get sleep, but it varies. But there's some days where it's 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's, it's weird. I've had, but, those, I've had those days. I'm trying to get back into like a quote unquote normal sleep schedule, but there were certainly a week or two where it was like four to noon or four to one a or one PM. Four AM yeah. to one PM. Yeah, no, that's difficult, but Well cool. Yes. What is an area of life that you or what is an area that you could improve on? Excellent question. Something very good to think about. Um and if it's also supporting your teammates, don't be stubborn about it because <laughs> that could get you to champ too as well. All right. Yep, well, I agree. too fast. Thank you so much for this. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was a good time. Um, and as always, thank you for the boost. <laughs> That's definitely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.